From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. The Word of God. The importance of the Word of God. All right. The importance of the Word of God. Now, the whole idea is that if something is important, Billy, how are you doing? I hope you have complained for me for Samantha. Must, must tell me how them complaints, okay? <laughs> Last time when I said it, she said she also got complaint for you. <laughs> she won't fight back. <laughs> uh, George, is it working? <laughs> Wonderful. So the importance of the word of God, the whole idea is to um, help you know what to do with important things. Isn't it? In this life, we don't we don't spend time on things that are not important. Even though there are some people who spend time on, on things that are not important. Sometimes people don't even know that the things they are spending time on is not important. How many understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. There are important things in life. And it's very, it's very critical to identify those things and spend your time with it. One of the important things in life is that when you're going to school, you have to focus on school. Education is very important. And so in your school going years, you have to take school very serious. When you finish school and you're looking for money, you also have to look for money well. <laughs> because money is also important. You can't, you see, I, I was telling one of my pastors, I said, he was talking about how financially it's difficult. I said, you should do two jobs. Up to now, he has not listened to me. And he'll be poor. And he'll remain poor. <laughs> yeah. There are things that are important. It's important to do two jobs. Especially when you are financially challenged. And you have strength. And you have energy. Now you do one from, what, eight to four. And then you come and stay home and do nothing. And you're complaining about money. You're going to see how people work from eight to four. And they drive taxi till the morning. You know, when you see people uh, 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 driving cars, you are jealous. You are going to the church, you are not getting car. But there are people outside who are not coming to the church, they are driving cars. Who told you that God is bringing car for heaven and give people in the church? Yeah, they'll thank you very much. I'm preaching already. So there are important things in life. Do you get it? And school is important. I said school is important. School is very, very important to anybody who's going to school. So, for example, my son like this, I don't entertain, when they say sports, going to run, I don't entertain that at all. It's stupidness to run. Well, are you mad? Running in school is not important. Don't look at for running. Reading your books, going over your books, 
doing your homework, doing your assignments, being uh, uh, humble in school and respectful in school is important when you are growing up. You go to school and you are playing cricket. Every time, every time cricket. Are you a cricket? Are you, are you a fly? Yeah, are you Sawan? Are you Lara? Go to school, go to school, learn mathematics. And don't say maths is, maths is difficult. Anybody who says maths is difficult, your head is not working. Even if you are selling guinea, you have to know how much change you have to give to the person when they buy guinea from you. What do you say maths is difficult? Maths is important in every area of your life. You cannot escape maths at all. One plus one. One plus one. Two minus two. Hundred dollars minus eighty. You can't go anywhere if you can't know. Even at the supermarket, when you are cashing, when somebody gives you one thousand and the, the, the price of whatever is six ninety nine, you don't know how much to give the person. <laughs> There's no calculator. <laughs> if you are lucky, then the cash register will give you when you punch in a thousand. It will give you now, even that one to even look for the amount. You can <laughs> you can easily get Mercedes because you didn't like maths. Yeah, you calculations you use it every day. Every day of your life. Yeah. So, there are important things in life. School is important. Yeah. Relationships are also very important. Especially good ones. Good relationships are very important. You should keep and maintain the relationships that help you. Yeah, you know, good relationships are very important. If you have a relationship that you benefit from, you, you're encouraged by, it helps you just don't make any mistake with that relationship. Some people, they don't mind. They have relationships that are important. If something happens, they don't care. If you do, if you do that in life, you will not do well. Because God will never give you anything important if you don't respect important things. So school, going to school is important. And some of you, even though you finish school, you can do another course. I don't know what you are spending your life on. You can go as far as you can. Yes. I told Jojo, you're a little girl. You married nobody. You stay home. Go to school more. Isn't it, Jojo? Yeah, do masters. Do teachers. Do all the things that are there. Do masters. Why don't you want to do masters? Because the moment you marry, you start making children. Book, book, reading book becomes a problem. You can, <laughs> but now that you're walking around, you have to go to school. It's important. Oh, Jojo. Yes. Yeah. You can't just be taking care of patients. Ah, there's a higher level in, in the, the world. Every day, what, somebody's wound and sores. What's your problem? Ah, you can become a midwife. You can go higher. Like that. It's important to. When you get to a certain level, you can't do these things anymore. Especially if you are single now, you got no man problem. Instead of thinking about man, think about upgrading yourself. Man will come when you upgrade yourself. Man is also important in life. Man is also an important commodity. (laughs) So you are just waiting without upgrading your skills and your anything. You have to qualify yourself. It's, it's justify your inclusion. 
There is, there is, I don't know if you know that. I'm sure they probably do that here, but I, I, I may not be aware. In, in Ghana, they, they had something, if they want um, athletes to represent the nation, they have a big athletic competition called Justify Your Inclusion. So they give you the, 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 the minutes, the seconds that you have to run for. So if you don't run and, and that number that they've given to you, you are not going to represent the country. So no matter how fast you run, whatever, they do it. U.S., the qualification, they do it. If you watch it, America, they do U.S., I'm a qualification and all that. I don't know whether we do some here. Time trials. So everybody, whatever you are, you go. I mean, 100 meters, you have to clock, let's say, 10 seconds or whatever. If you do 10 and below, Charlie, you are the one who are, who's been selected. Yeah. So you have to justify your inclusion as you are there. Go to school. Go to school. These days, a lot of things are online. You can, you can do it even in the bus. You can still be following the course. Yes. I hear Jonathan. Jonathan is doing courses every day. One week courses. <laughs> I think he's a course man. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard the rumor yesterday. Uh, Jonathan is doing courses on his phone every day. And every week getting certificate and a diploma of whatever he's every week he's doing something. Somebody told me. I said, Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Every day he's doing something online for some one week course and some something, 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 something. What are you young person? What are you doing? Liming. Liming is not important. School is important. Money is important. You should have money. But you can't have money if you don't go to school. And if you don't do certain things right. Man is important. It's important to get man. A good wife is also an important thing. A good wife is very important. And a good man is also very important. Oh? If you get a good man, tell it, you should hold him or you should handcuff him. I tell you, good men are very scarce. Mm-hmm. So when you get a good man, say, Charlie, I never let you go. I will never let you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of you, you don't respect the man you have. Yeah. Man is important. Scarce commodity. Yeah, it's like oil. Yeah, yeah. A good woman is also very important. Good woman will change your life. Will make you look strong. Make you look mighty. Yes, success will come into your life. A good woman is a very hard commodity. As for good looking woman, there are plenty. But a good woman is very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As for good looking, you just buy Mary Kay, Victoria's Secrets. You buy some powder from the shop. You buy some dress, you do whatever, 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 and you're, you look good already. But to have a good character, yeah. A virtuous woman is a very, very important thing to have. A good church is a very important place to be. A good church. Good church. There are churches, but to have a good church to be part of is also a very, very important thing. If you belong to a good church, you should be very, very, very serious with the church. Yeah. There are important things in life. The Bible is also an important book in this life. If there's any book you want to read over and over again, it's not mills and boons. It's not uh, what? Love stories. 
is not Harry Potter. If there's any book you want to spend time reading in this life, it is the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't joke with the Bible at all. Any book that there are books that are important, but the Bible is the most important book of all. If you don't read the Bible, you are not being you are not making your life an important life. And that's what we are going through. We are going through the importance that the Bible brings into our lives. I tell you. There are books that will help you know this, know that, know this, know this. But the Bible will, will give you things that other books will not give you. And so we said that the first one is that the, one of the things that the Bible gives you is that it reveals God himself to us. It reveals God. That's why it's important. There's no book that can show you who God is than the Bible. I'm telling you. I don't know what book you read. Many people don't read anymore. All you read is text messages and WhatsApp messages you read. That's that's the only reading you read in your life. Yeah, and you read Facebook. But to take a book and read from chapter 1, chapter 2, underline, look for the meaning of the English words, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, and finish reading the book and say, I finished reading this book. Rarely do people of these days do that. And you can't have a Bible and not read it. It's so important to read a Bible. It's the importantest. Is there something like that? The importantest. Yes, book in this life. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And so it is so important that it reveals God. There are are books you read... It will help you understand a man. It will help you understand a woman. It will help you understand business. It will help you understand uh, what? Life, politics. It will help you understand the working of the human body. Uh, help you uh, understand the working of the heart. But there's no book that will help you, help you understand, help the revelation of God than the Bible. If, if only you are interested in knowing about God, the Bible is a source of it. The second thing we're saying that makes the Bible so important is that the Bible or the word of God gives us the key to life and happiness. The key to life and happiness. The key to life and happiness. Hallelujah. The key to life and happiness. You want, you want, want to live a good life? You want to be happy in this life? It's the Bible. Because what the world will teach you, in a sense, for example, is that you should, you should, you should work, for, work for things, work for things, get things, get things, get things. But the Bible will teach you that give away things. The Bible will tell you the opposite. It will sound very funny or very strange, but the Bible gives you the opposite of what the, of what the world will tell you. And when you give, you give, you give, you get better. Bible says there's more blessing in giving, not more blessing in receiving. I see that when you have, your mind is, is a worldly mindset, you want, to, you want to hoard. You're a hoarder. The word of God, the Bible gives us the key to life. To happiness. The Bible teaches us how to be patient. It's very important to be patient in life. Yeah, no matter the thing, you have to creep before you walk. Is that not what they say? It's patience. Creeping takes time. 
Walking takes time. All of that is patience. Bible says that patience is very important. It's a great virtue to have in life. It means that you have to learn how to wait for things, for your time, and for your season. Yes. It's an important thing. If in this life you can't have patience, you will not go anywhere. Because things are not magical. You don't press a button and, and things work. Yeah, you have to be at something for years. Can you, can you believe that I've been preaching every Sunday for 17 years? Just in case you are envious of me or you are jealous of me or you don't respect me. I've been preaching every Sunday for 17 years. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. 17 years preaching every Sunday? If somebody had told me you're going to preach every Sunday for 17 years in Ghana, I wouldn't have even believed it. But that's what I've done. Patiently, patiently with issues, with challenges, with problems, with demons, with devils, with animals, with all kinds of things. 17 years constantly preaching. Not even preaching more. Preaching to many people. All kinds of patience, patience. What are we getting? I'm just getting better at preaching, that's all. (laughs) Hallelujah. You must be interested in preaching as well. Yeah, patience, love, kindness, forgiveness. All these things are in the Bible. The word of God is so important that it gives you the key to life and happiness. Life and happiness. You see, in the world, people rush for things. In Christianity, you wait for your time. The Bible will give you that key. But you don't understand what I'm saying. In the world, you have to do some runnings to to rise. (laughs) In the kingdom of God, in Christianity, the word of God tells us that it's God who promotes. So if you are not being promoted, it means that God is is the one who is not promoting you. You can't be annoying with anybody. It's God you must be annoying with. And I'm sure God has a good reason why he has not promoted you. Because maybe you don't qualify. Or it's not your time yet. You have not paid the price enough to, be, to qualify for promotion. Because he's, he's, he's a judge. The Bible says God is not unrighteous. He's not unrighteous. Everything he does, he does it. Pepe, pepe, pepe. How do you say pepe, pepe? He does it perfectly. According to the book. Are you with me? So when you read the Bible, it, it forms you, it rounds you up, it makes you, it makes you understand things better. Hallelujah. That's the third thing that we're looking at tonight is that um, the word of God or the Bible is very important because the word of God instructs us on right living, living right. The only book that teaches us how to live right is the Bible. The word instructs us on right living. Instructs us on right living. Living right. I am, um, I was somewhere this, this, this today and, um, you know, I, I felt like where I was and what I was doing too many people are passing by. I was, I was a little uncomfortable. I don't normally like people to see me. You get it? So, not long after I, I, I had that thought, I saw a young lady walk towards me. And um, I, was trying to, I was trying to 
act like I've not seen her. But she came straight to me and said, I said, oh, hi, how are you? And she mentioned her name. I said, oh, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, from church. Church. I said, oh, yeah. Now, a young lady sent me a message on Facebook Messenger about something, and I didn't respond. Yeah, I didn't respond because I don't even remember the last time I saw her in church, and there was something concerned related to church. So that was the same young lady who saw me where I was, got parked the car or stopped the car, whatever she was in, parked it, stepped out, came to me. And then she came to me and she said, um, oh, I came to Isla Penitence Church, but I didn't see you. I said, yeah, no, I'm not there anymore. I said, yeah, they said you are somewhere. I said, I mean, number two, come out. That place is called Domiabra. If you love me, come. <laughs> yeah, you come only when you love the church and you love the preacher. <laughs> Otherwise, you can go to Georgetown. It's okay. It's easy. It's town. You can catch the car just like that. You call Oasis, they'll come pick you up. You call Oasis here, they charge you money. You don't call Oasis when you come here. <laughs> you can stand over the road or you ask somebody to drop you at the, at the head. <laughs> this place is called, come, come if you love me. <laughs> so I said, yeah, no, 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 I'm not there anymore. I'm on the other side. The other side. I'm in the bush. I'm having church in the bush. So she said, oh, she came and you know, she wanted to christen her, her child. And the pastor there sent her to some young lady to register and all of that. And then they promised to call her and they've not called her. But one thing she didn't understand was that they told her that they would do the christening in a small room. She doesn't understand. Why is that? So I said, all right, no problem. I'll teach you right living according to the Bible. So I said, you know, you know why we do that, isn't it? So I said, you know what? It is our policy as a church that we will make a difference between right and wrong. Between salt water and sweet water. <laughs> between light and darkness. We cannot be leading you with a book of life, with a Bible, and not help you understand that this is wrong and this is right. Because you don't know what is right and what is wrong. So because we don't want to approve the way you're living your life. Because I said, you know, if you're not married and you have a man and you have a child, it's fornication. You, you understand that, right? She, she shook her head like that. I said, okay. So, how do I bring fornication on stage and tell, hello, yeah, must all fornicate. All right? And when you get baby, bring the baby. We'll do a big party, dress white and christen the baby for you. I said, it is contrary to what the Bible tells us. And so the child has not done anything wrong. Maybe the olden days, Reverend College Times, will not even look at you. But <laughs> it's Okay. The child has not done anything wrong. It's the, it's the parents who have done something wrong. So we will not deprive the child of, of, of you know, being dedicated to God. So we'll do it. We'll come and do it in your house for you. Or, or we can do it in the church, but we'll do it in a small room, in an office, where we don't have to let everybody see that we are doing this, something like this. If you are married, you bring the whole community that you live in, you come on stage. And we'll take pictures with you, we'll smile and all of that. But we cannot condone fornication and put it on stage. Because we can't control what you do in your life. So she said, oh, 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 okay. He said, but 
Number two is far. So, no, it's very far. It's true. It's very far. She said, she said, well, well, a good day I'll come. I said, no problem. When the good day comes, you can come. I don't want no problems if people don't understand what we are doing. You get it? it, 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 it this, is, this is an example of instruction on right living. You see, many, many churches don't do that. I was explaining this. I was talking about this even in the Madia outreach. And a pastor was telling me, he said, you know, you have come to challenge us. You have come to instruct us. You have come to really speak to us. Because in many Guyanese churches, they don't make a difference. It's true. You can't control what people do. I can't, I can't control what you do. If, I, if we come into your life, you even tell us that we're minding your business too much. Okay. So when you need God, and you need a pastor, then we can also tell you, you can come and control us. Tit for tat is fair play. Even this one is not even tit for tat. That is the right thing. So, right living is that you make, you wait until you are married before you make children. That is the right living. Yeah. Hey, you see, my, in my, my, my younger days, if you bring pregnancy to the church, it's Sunday morning I'm preaching, and I know you, you are my church member, you're not married, your stomach is big. I'll talk about you, uh, you will get tired. I'll talk about you, uh, you will be tired. Are you there, boy? After all these years preaching to you, preaching to you, you've not learned anything? You'll bring a big stomach and come and sit in the church? Oh, what's wrong with you? You like problems. I'll preach about you every Sunday. <laughs> that is my way of trying to bring your mind to how to live right. Because if, if, if we don't do that, the Bible itself, the Bible, without preaching about it, without reading it, talks about and speaks about right living. So when we read it and when we preach it, we can't stray away from that. It's very important to live right. It's very important to live right. It's very important to live right. Make sure you don't take people's things. You don't cheat from people. You don't lie. You don't do all kinds of things. You don't hide things. It's very important to live right. Very important. Yeah. Hiding things. Of course, when you hide it, nobody will see. But God sees it. And God is the one who is the judge of everything. You see, when you are hiding something, you, 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 you look very stupid. Because the big man sees it. He is the one who holds everything. Bible says that freely have we received. He's the one who gives us things freely. So if nobody sees you, the big man sees you and he will not give you things freely. Right living is from the Bible. If you want to know how to live right, if you want to live right, it is in the book of all books, the Bible. And it's time some of us set up and live right. Be thankful. Be grateful. I have a grateful attitude. Be humble. Be patient. Be kind. Be forgiving. Entertain the strangers. Be giving. Give things. You have to learn to live right. If you don't do right living, it means you are doing wrong living. Because the opposite of right is wrong. You are quiet. <laughs> in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 
Word of God instructs us on right living. Right living. The Bible says, if somebody, if you are going to talk about somebody, look at yourself first. That's right living. Mind your own business. <laughs> there are some people who don't know how to mind their own business at all. It's very important. It's right living to mind your own business. Walk in your lane, run in your lane, and, and live in your lane, and stop watching people. Yeah, it's very important. It's, right, it's called right living. <laughs> All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, for instruction in righteousness, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17. That the man of God may be perfect. I know you dancers that you don't read your Bible at all. I can close my eyes and, know, and, and mention the names of those who don't read their Bible at all in the dancing stars. Should I start? Should I close my eyes and start? Dancing stars, Bible reading? Sure. That's why we we're started Young People's Church on Saturday to try and emphasize on some of these little, little things that we seem to, have, I mean, not have time to talk about on Tuesday, on Sunday, and things like that. And I respect of you dancing stars to be coming to the young people's church on Saturday and do some nice things and learn some things. You see, if, as young as you are, if you don't start loving the Bible, you will not live a good life. Because it's, it's only the Bible that instructs us on right living. And now, the Bible is so common. There's no excuse if you don't live right. There is no excuse if you don't live right. Because the Bible is so, it's so common. Now, if you go on your phone, you go to your app store or your play store, there are several Bibles free. 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 There are even Bibles that are there people don't even use anymore. People don't read hard copy Bibles anymore. I, I don't read the last time I took my hard copy Bible. And I have a lot of hard copy Bibles. Yes, they're in a box, closed, covered, taped up. Because I have replicated all of them on my tablet. So I can, all the versions, all the study Bibles, the Thompson Chains, the Dicks, they are all there, all there on my, on my tablet. And so I, I don't, I don't use the hard copy. Bible? You don't read the Bible? You will never live right. You'll be in the church before you realize you and somebody get child. <laughs> yeah. You'll be in the church before you realize you're out of the church. Before you realize things are not working and you leave all kinds of things because you are not reading the Bible that gives instruction on how to live right. You can see a person's life and easily judge whether the person reads the Bible or not. True talk. It's true talk, I stack. Shati, are you there? Yeah. That the man of God, that the Christian may be perfect. Don't we make that excuse all the time? Nobody is perfect. I am perfect. 
I'm not claiming perfection. Nobody is perfect. But the Bible, the scripture is saying that if you, the Bible is so powerful and so important that by reading it and by using it, you can be perfect. You can be perfect. Through the finished unto all good works. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. For the commandment, or in other words, for the Bible is a lamp, and the Bible is light. It means that if you have the Bible, if you read the Bible, if you understand the Bible, you, the, the path that you are walking on or you walk on is going to be a path of light. Let me tell you, we have encountered so many things in life that has overcome us, that has disturbed us, that has distracted us because we did not have the word of God as a light. It's true. If you had the opportunity, I'm sure you would go back and change some things in your past. <laughs> because you were walking in darkness then you didn't see the things because you were not an avid Bible reader you were not an avid Bible uh, 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 practitioner I like the quietness, it's good it's nice, I feel good I'm even closing right now because you're quiet I feel nice I feel so nice that I'm finishing right, now we want to break down the instruction on right living. And I'll give you the first one and then we will close. Okay? First one and we will close. We're supposed to have a very nice short service, but you don't come early, so it's, it's challenging to close early. Because um, you close early is nice. You can go home, have some time, the evening and all of that. Some of you watch movies before you sleep. You go to Facebook and watch the, you see the reels or whatever they call it. Uh, video after video, video after video, you sleep and the video is playing. And the nonsense is playing in your sleep. You can't even turn off your tablet. And you're not reading your Bible. Your phone is playing all kinds of stupid videos. Yeah, people joking, people making fun of things, people joking. Some people just joke and you laugh. You like jokes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the first thing under this third point is A, if you can do A. We do A, B, C, D, right? So, number three, A. Basic principles of right living. Basic principles of right living. For example, the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20. They're talking about how the word instructs us on right living. So some of the basic principles of right living is in the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments is still valid. And God speak all these words saying, I am the Lord, your God. Are you clear with your notes? Is it working with your notes? 
Yeah? It's important to write good notes. So we are looking at, let me go back. Um, we are looking at the word of God instructs us on what? A right living. And at that topic, that's the point number three. I am going down on it. I'm breaking it down. A, B, C, D. Right? So the A, I gave you the scripture, Second uh, Timothy 3, 16 and 17, Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 23, as the foundation for that point three. Now, 3A, 3A is basic principles of right living. Basic principles of right living, which means that I'm trying to bring out some of the scriptures, some of the areas in the Bible that talks about how to live right. You get it? And the first one is the Ten Commandments. Basic, uh, 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 what? Basic principles of right living. The Ten Commandments is number one. And so... Um, Exodus chapter 20, verse 1, that's where we're reading from. Verse 2 says, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. God is explaining what he has done for you and why you need to listen to what he's saying. You know, sometimes people don't like it when you say, oh, we send you to Bible school, we pay your ticket. Uh, Some people get vexed, but that's the truth. <laughs> Look at how God said, go to the verse one again, Epson. I don't know if you understand so, the way things are done. It's because you don't read your Bible. So you get offended at so many things. To live right, you have to read your Bible. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I'm your pastor through whom you got saved, through whom you became a pastor. That, that's, the, that's the introduction. It means that this person or this personality has a right in your life to tell you the things he's trying to tell you. Are you there? Because you can't tell any and anybody anything. When I spoke about Kestedin, you see the, the, the thing they were trying to bring up. <laughs> because it's like, I don't have any rights. I don't feed him. I don't do it. He doesn't come to my church. Who is me? And that kind of thing. You get it. Hey, but that, that is also another thing that many people don't understand. But it's another responsibility. It's another role. There are people who rise up in the, in the kingdom of God and they, they, they assess and they address things. It's also another part of ministry. Just in case you don't know. Just, just because people don't read their Bibles so they don't understand all of that. You are with me? You are with me? So this is how God is. So, oh, but it's God. God, everything in the Bible is an example. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. This is even also, I am your husband. I married you from the village. I brought you to the city. I put a ring on your finger. I changed your last name to my name. Listen to what I'm telling you. It's also an example. Hey, you can't talk to me like that. I married you. What do you mean I can't talk to you like that? Who can talk to you like that? Who, who, should it, who should talk to you like that? Uh, free your mind. Read your Bible. You read your Bible and explain and um, interpret it properly. So why are you talking to me like that? I, I, I'm not a child. I'm not, I'm not your baby. I'm, I'm your husband. You're my baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're my babes. Yeah. I married you. I took you to the altar. I paid. That's why I say, man, you should pay for the cake. So you have something to say. Don't let nobody buy cake for you and buy dress for you. You don't have nothing to say. (laughs) 
The cake you didn't buy. The wedding, the wedding gown you didn't buy. The drinks are the refreshment, the, the part you didn't buy. The food, you, you didn't pay for it. But what makes you a man? You're a boy. I say you're a boy. Bye. He's a boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a deception many people uh, walk in or around here. Yeah, everything is catered for. So the man is walking in some glory, but it is, it is not your glory. It's borrowed, high-purchased glory. Yeah. You should listen to what I'm telling you. Yeah. All those things shows somebody who can manage himself and manage another person's life. <laughs> it's nice. You want to christen your child? You bring the child. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bishop, my cousin won't get married. You could, you could marry my cousin. No problem. Bring your cousin. But you see, what, I'm, what I'm doing is that I'm actually doing something very wrong. I'm doing something very wrong. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going around and, and just, just throwing God's blessings and God's just all over the place. You don't behave like that. You don't behave like that. <laughs> True or false? Yeah. Everything the people want you to do for them. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, the pastor is a nice pastor. I'll, I'll show uh, They don't want to marry you. Come, I'll show you. There's a church in number two at the back. Oh, you go, the pastor will marry you. Oh, don't worry. Just give a little 5,000. He's all right. Look, it's spot the whole thing. But if so, that church, mm, don't go there. That, that people, they will never do it for you. That church, they will never do it for you. I like the, I like the. Because we have to teach you how to live a good life. Let me tell you, if you can't manage yourself now, your marriage is a disaster. Your life is a disaster. Because the, the way you manage yourself is like prelims. It's, it's what, Dry said what? It's what? Time trial for the real race. For real life. You have to learn how to save money. To buy a suit and a shoe. You have to learn how to save money. And do this and do that. A man should be able to do... As a woman there, if she can't do that, it's okay because you got to take care of she. If she can do it, it's a bonus. If she can't do it, it's not a problem. The man got to do that. Because you change your name, you put ring, punch your finger. You know what? When, when you put the ring on someone, it's like the person is your slave, you know. Yeah, in the olden days, the black people, they put, when they put rings in their nose, put rings in their ears, it was a mark of, of the ownership of, of somebody who owns you. Chains around their ankles, they are all, like you are a slave to this man. It's fashion now. But it's a sign of slave. So when a man puts a ring on your figure, you are the man's slave. LPK. You don't like to hear that. All right. All right, I'm talking about right living. And I have to say what I have to say. <laughs> if, 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 whether you like it or not, you get it. <laughs> I am the Lord thy God, which I brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Verse 3 says what? Thou shalt have no other gods before thee. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Right, living on. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, 
visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. God says, if you don't me, I can tell you, 400 years, I can make a curse run for 400 years. If you like, try me, you see what I'll do to you. Four generations. If a generation is 100 years, God says, that thing, those who hate me, I'll visit them based on their iniquity for four generations. If you like, try me. That's, that's God. So people believe in generational curses, but they don't believe in generational blessings. That's why we are doing pastor's kids unlimited conference. For them pastor's children who have raster hair and that kind of foolishness and nonsense walking around, don't believe in their father's blessings. Guyana, get ready for me. <laughs> get ready for me. Get ready for me, I tell you. Get for me. Yeah. Uh, when you see a pastor's child, you should look at them carefully. You see what I'm talking about. It's a problem. Who gives me the authority to talk about it? God gave me the authority to talk about it. I don't care whether you accept it or not. I know who I, I, I've believed. You should not bow down to them. Fourth generation. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Let me tell you. If, so this is right living. You want to experience mercy of God, loving God, and then following his commandments. You, you see, you, you will do things that are not right, but somehow it doesn't catch up with you. It doesn't catch up with you. You escape the consequences of it. You escape the, 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 the results of it. And people say, Charlie, you are like, you are, you are a lucky man. I'm not a lucky man. No. God, I love God. I follow his commandments. So his mercy abounds over my life. Thousands. Thousands of people. It's right living. Uh huh. That shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You know, these Americans will say, Holy S H I T. Holy. Uh-huh. It's, it's not good. Sweetie, where are we? We finished seven? Epson? Yeah. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless. That takes his name in vain. If you use God's name in vain, the Bible says that he will not leave you guiltless. That is a good thing to know so that you can live right. Oh, so that you don't go and use God's name in vain. God said, when God didn't say, I swear by God, when you are lying, he said, if you use my name in vain, eh, he said, you will be, I will not hold you guiltless. Can you imagine God, God finding you guilty? No, your life will be something else. Your life will be something else. This, this even boils down to when we are in church and we do bad things in church. Like we are in a church and we are stealing and we are doing something, fornicating and secret things and all that. When you do that, you, you, are, you are dealing, you see, and you are a Christian. You're using God's name in vain. You're, t- you're saying you're a Christian, but you're, you're, you're a ghost. God said he will not hold you guiltless. Yeah. It's nice you're quiet. I, I, I don't just now, just now, just now. I like the quietness. He said, I will not hold him guiltless. This is God. 
He's watching all of us. You can't say you're a Christian. I believe in God. But then look at what you're doing. He's saying you are guilty. You're holding his name in vain. Eight. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Where is Steve? <laughs> the Sabbath man. <laughs> Remember the Sabbath day keep it holy. Okay, uh-huh. There's a day you must keep it holy to God. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. So you work Monday to Saturday. Sunday is Sabbath. The seventh day is Sabbath. Seventh day is Sabbath. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle. Or thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother. Don't say your mother's sponge. It's not nice to say that. Okay. I don't know what you say about your father, but everybody does say father someday. It's a mother. Why is the mother always the one in trouble? Huh? Who, who created that thing, man? <laughs> what happened to the fathers? It tells you that you can't joke with fathers. So it tells you that no matter the joke and no matter you can't bring father inside. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. It's so important. You will live long. If you honor your mother and your father. How do you honor your father and your mother? It's a long subject. But you have to make sure that you are in your good books all the time. Your good books all the time. Adam, good books all the time. Hmm? That's honor. Nice. 13. Eh? You should not kill people. Some of you kill. Stop killing. <laughs> that shall not kill. You should not take a life. Okay, you should not take a life. That's also right living. You are giving life. Why do you take somebody else's life? It's not right. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Hey! Raphael, this one, I have to break it down. Remember, adultery, in this sense, is very interesting. If you, if you study the Bible, adultery is more the woman than the man. Yeah. Patricia, you didn't know that. Because the men marry more. The men, were, the men used to marry more than one. So how can he commit adultery when he has two? Then it means that if he has two wives, he's committing adultery. So it's not the man. Remember the woman who they brought before Jesus. She was the one who had committed adultery, not the man. But she was somebody else's wife. That she had gone out to breathe she had. <laughs> Cherry, are you laughing? You like the breezy head? <laughs> no, you can't breathe your head. She is the one who went out. And the Pharisee said, Master, look, she has committed adultery. 
men in those days were not adulterers. In fact, 1 Corinthians 7 says that when somebody puts away his wife because of adultery, anybody who marries a woman also commits adultery. It's like there's, there's a disease with hair that if you touch it, you also get it. But in this sense, it was more of the woman than the man. I'm just explaining the Bible. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. It's the Bible I'm explaining. It's just like when people say, oh, the, um, on the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took the wine. People say, oh, no, it's not wine. It's wine. It doesn't mean that you should go and buy a case of wine and put it in your house. That's, that's not what we are. We are explaining what is there in the Bible. That's what it is. And there shouldn't be any fear or any shame in explaining what the Bible means. You think there was fruit juices that without alcohol in those days? It was the fruit of the vine, the Bible said. It was wine. It had alcohol. He went to Cana of Galilee. There was wine. And by saying that doesn't mean that I'm telling you go and drink wine or the pastor approved wine drinking. That, that's not what I'm saying. But the Bible says what we're talking about. Adultery in those days was the woman. Because David was not, not adulterous until he went to take somebody else's even though was it adultery? Did, he, did, the, did the Bible mention adultery? I don't know. I don't know what it said. Did it? It wasn't mentioned. Was it something like that? I'm not saying that if a man goes outside his right to. That's what I'm saying. I beg you. Joshua, I beg you. <laughs> Do you know what Bishop was teaching very powerful last night? It was not powerful. I beg you. There's nothing powerful. About what you think is powerful. I'm just explaining what things are. Thank you, Patricia. It's just like I was explaining in, in, in Maria when the, the Apostle Paul in First Corinthians uh, explained that the women should cover their hair when they come to church. It doesn't mean that every woman who comes to Shepherd House should cover their hair. No. There are always reasons why certain instructions are given. I'm sure in those days the hairstyles were too much. So, so when you come to church, it's like, one hairstyle after the other. It's like a hairstyle show. So the apostle said, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a hair show. In fact, when you're coming, cover your hair. We don't want to see your hair. Yeah. And until something like that happens, you can apply that scripture. Now, there are some churches, they don't care. Every woman who enters the church covers their head. You have to tie your head. It will, if we were to do that, it would really help you, isn't it? Hey, you will spend money on your hair again. Ah, them fancy things. Because the way you want to look good with your hair and all of that. Charlie, on Sunday, freedom! I'm sure a lot of people would like to come to our church. So that church, you don't have to worry about your hairstyle. Just put on some tie or put on some uh, a cap or a hat and then you go along your way. Because when you go, people watch your hairstyle, watch your hairstyle. Say, okay, how, how long you do your hair? People in the office, they be talking about their hair. Say, girl, your hair, you do your hair for six weeks, for four weeks, for three weeks. Look at all of that. You should implement that. You come, you pull, you tie your hair. You look like a bandit. Nobody will talk about hair. That shall not commit adultery. All right? That shall not steal. People steal in the church. People steal phones. People steal Bibles. You'll be surprised that people steal Bibles also. <laughs> and they will read. That shall not steal. These are all right living. 
Okay? That shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That shall not cover thy neighbor's house. That shall not cover thy neighbor's wife. No, his manservant. He didn't say that shall not commit adultery to your neighbor's wife. That shall not covet. It's like when you see your neighbor's wife, don't let your eyes go inside her. It's not a good thing. It's not a right way to live. Somebody will kill you, you know. <laughs> Why do you like problems like that? You have your wife, your neighbor has his, has his wife. Don't look at your neighbor's wife. It's a good way to live your life. Because somebody would knock your head in the night, you see. <laughs> nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Continue next week by the grace of God. Right living. Live right. It's not eating only vegetables. Eating salad and fruits. And, and go on walking and jogging and all of that. Right living is also obeying what the scripture is telling you. That's right living. And the Bible gives us that opportunity. Let's pray. Father, thank you for speaking to us, helping us to understand how to live. The most important book that teaches us how to live and to live well is the Bible, the Word of God. I pray that we will develop love for your Word read it, practice it, and live right. Thank you that we are people who believe in living right and living right before you and before our God. Thank you for tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760. Or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.